welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to another exciting episode. Um, There is no greater example, I think, of someone who has carved out their own niche or niche, depending on what you call it, than Ashrita Furman. He's the Guinness Book World Record holder for most Guinness Book of World Records, and I was so pleased to have the chance to interview him, and he is our guest on this episode. He truly, truly, truly um, embodies what this show is about. I give these Employee of the Month plaques. It's my tongue-in-cheek way of acknowledging how folks with dreamy jobs really chartered their own career paths, and there is no greater example of that than Ashrita Furman. He has set records in over 30 countries on seven continents, which would be like being a Grand Slam title holder in golf or tennis, except that Ashrita would play those sports while balancing a milk bottle on his head or hula hooping. Just to give you some history, in 1979, he set his first record with 27,000 jumping jacks. In 1986, he invented a new category, underwater pogo sticking, and he set the record. He also pogo sticks above sea level. He pogo sticked 11 and a half miles up Mount Fuji, as well as hopping across the Great Wall of China. And he even jump roped while pogo sticking. I'm not kidding. You can look all of this up or go to his website, ashridafurman.com. He broke the record for running five miles on stilts in China. Yes, that means that there was another loon who had first set that record, and actually the first person to set that record was evidently in 1892. I just wanted to share two other categories that he invented, land rowing. That's taking an indoor rowing machine, adding wheels and brakes so he could row 15,000 miles, excuse me, 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles, I did not mean to put any pressure on him. Uh, 1,500 miles in 16 days in Bali. I guess the new record is going to be 15,000, but 1,500 is pretty impressive. Gluggling? Gluggling is underwater juggling. So he created that. He gluggled for 48 minutes in New Zealand. I can barely say that five times fast. He gluggled in 48 minutes. He gluggled. See, I couldn't do it. I did it once. He gluggled for 48 minutes in New Zealand. Um, I'm so pleased to have had Ashrita on. And I do want to emphasize that he's been offered lucrative endorsement deals and tons of money to do these kinds of stunts for ad agencies. And he's always said no. He's actually chosen to keep his work, his day job, which is working in a health food store, as his way of making money. And he still relies on family and friends for help. His father mentioned in a New Yorker profile that he still help support his son. I imagine that underwater pogo sticking insurance is probably a lot of money. And he lives his dream. This is his dream job. Um, He just doesn't make a living from it. And I thought that that was important to put out there. Also wanted to share that I met Ashrita through my cousins, who I was always in awe of for being disciplined athletes. They meditate daily. My uncle held an umbrella over my head for nine miles and then ran 11 with his son. His son, my cousin, who during the same marathon walked seven miles, still beat me by an hour. And afterwards, a friend of theirs kindly asked, like, what was it like for you? And I said, this is 
was the most incredibly difficult experience and I'm not sure if I'll ever do it again and I kept gushing and I finally asked her, you know, what was it like for you to run the marathon and she was like, oh, it was a good warm up for next week. So it's all relative with Ashrita being on the incredibly high end, if not setting the spectrum for the rest of us. Please enjoy my interview with Mr. Ashrita Furman. Uh, please welcome to the stage. I want you guys to give a warm, warm welcome to Ashrita Furman. That was a tough interview. It was. Funny though. It was very funny, right? I enjoyed it. Um, Ashrita. I had to write down a list of all of your awards. I, had, I counted 136, is that correct? Yes, a current, I have currently 136 records. And then how many ha do you have total? Because sometimes they get broken. Since I started uh, more than 30 years ago, I had uh, getting close to 400. Phenomenal. If you, um, can we show some of the pictures? We're just gonna play in the background some of the, the beautiful photos of you from around the world. Wait. Is that okay? Yeah. Do you have insurance on it? Um, we may need to uh, dim the lights a little bit. Now this is you with a sloth and you are blowing a piece of paper? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, now this is one of the ones I'm you know, not that proud of. It's just kind of a silly record. Oh, okay, oh. that's um, hopping a mile against a yak in a sack. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in the sack, not the yak. That's, uh, Upside down juggling, which is very, very difficult. I've done that for eight minutes and 24 seconds without dropping. That's uh, doing the most deep knee bends on a balance board in a minute, and I did it in Thailand uh, under an elephant. <laughs> this is uh, balancing the most beer glasses. I'm, you know, they're made to stack, but it's, uh, it gets really scary when you go. That's 80 glasses stacked up, um, one inside another. That's a sloth. I did this record in Colombia, and I'm actually blowing a stamp. It was the only record I could think of. I think we're going. Yeah, I think we're just going. It's the only record I can think of to do with it. I saw the sloth in in, in the uh, area where the hotel was. I said I really want to do a record with the sloth, and, and you know, <laughs> figured out okay, that's a record I could do holding onto a sloth. Now you've done a bunch with animals. Can you t talk about them a little bit? I know yeah. you did one with an orangutan. I, I, uh, I love animals. Um, well, you know, one thing is, you know, I, I have a philosophy about this whole thing, and, and it involves meditation. I study with Sri Chinamoy as my meditation teacher. So I, I feel pretty lucky because it's the, only in New York can you be like, yeah, Ashrita and my aunt and uncle have the same guru. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I, I do all the records to sort of as part of my spiritual quest. And, but, but really, you know, the whole thing is finding joy within yourself. You know, when you meditate then you, you find your inner peace, you find that joy. And I, I found, I was never athletic, but I found when I started meditating, I got all this great energy, all this joy. And one of the things I love to do is skipping. And so uh, okay, I'm gonna just demonstrate a little skipping. This is, this is like kids skip, right? I need to skip right now. If there's anything I need right now, it's skipping. Okay, let's see your style skipping. I'm just stretching. There's a style you're supposed to have? That's good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, now, I don't know if you noticed, but, but it's practically impossible not to smile when you're skipping. And she, she was smiling. You were smiling. I was, I'm smiling. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I meditate, but it doesn't propel me to want to blow a stamp with a sloth in my hand. 
So it, it is it is a unique leap. Yeah. <laughs> so no, um, things I do it's love animals, fun. and um, I was in actually in Bali. And I just said, uh, okay, I want to do this. It's a record for the fastest five kilometers, 3.1 miles skipping. And I figured, okay, let me see if I could do it holding an orangutan because they have orangutans in Bali. And uh, I went to the zoo and, you know, he tried to convince the curator. And, uh, and as one does. As yeah. one does. And he was very understanding and, and he actually let me do it. At the end, I, I skipped the three miles and then at the end he let me skip with the orangutan on my back. And it was really great. I mean, I, and I've had some good, really good experiences. You saw with the yak, I did that in Mongolia. Yeah. It was actually on the plane to Mongolia. I was trying to think, what can I do? You know, that's kind of Tibet, Tibet and Mongolian. And I'll go, well, they're yaks. I've never actually even seen a yak. So I went to a yak farm in, in um, Mongolia. And we set up this thing where it was, there was going to be a race between me and the yak. I would be in the sack. And, uh, and I, cho I chose. And it was, it's the Why did the yak have a choice if the yak could be in a sack yeah, also? Not the yak. <laughs> and um, the things I chose like an older yak. You know, it had one one. Why one. I don't have know nothing about the yaks. Well, why why is that? Because I figured. I mean, if I got a young, I wouldn't have to stand a chance against a young yak. So, so I got an older. I yak. see the logic now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got there, and there's all these people. You know, they're they're actually the locals are there. They're betting on the on the outcome of the race, and uh, I get it, and I realized they switched yaks on me. It was it was they got this big you know young husky yak. They switched yaks. So I, I figured, okay, I'm finished because also it's altitude. I hadn't acclimatized. Yes. It's a, so much, it's such a dramatic difference in altitude from it here. Is, I just it is. And um, I got out there and I'm, and I'm huffing and puffing and I realized at some point that, that, that the yak disappeared. I burned out the yak. And, and uh, it, it turns out they don't have that much endurance. I mean, uh, well, like they have a lot of endurance, but, but they're not that fast. And so they, they had to switch yaks halfway through, and they switched the old yak in the, in the young yak's place, and I ended up actually just beating the yak by a nose at the end. Sweet! <laughs> no, and I've done some crazy things. But, but you know what, I think, I think in the end, you know, with doing all these records, I've, I've realized that there's always a way. And that's kind of my Okay, but some of them I don't understand what they are exactly that you're doing. And I had to write that. What is okay. snapping? Uh, apple snapping, cucumber snapping, banana snapping? Okay, well, what are you I, snapping? You know, in order to sort of, I, I, at one point I decided I want to get 100 records, have a rec 100 records. And there's all these records in the you know, Guinness book that you can find. And it's literally, you take, you take an apple and you, and you rip it in half. And, and uh, it's the most apples you can rip in half in a minute or the most cucumbers you can snap in half and it's it takes practice and i mean it, you know it's not I, you know i mean i've done some more impressive things but you know. what about pee blowing what is that yeah, again there's there, there's a guy in new zealand who comes up with these ridiculous records and it really kind of gets me mad because he now has like you know 25 records so i started going after his records and and some of them are really silly okay. and one of them is blowing a pee for the furthest distance, and you, you, you only have one blow, you have to wear nose clips, and, and uh, you've got to get a surveyor to make sure the, the ground is flat, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah. I just love that you ran a mile backwards. Um, no, that wasn't you? No, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, I do, I do lots of you know, nutty stuff, yeah. I mean, um, I've, I've somersaulted 12 and a quarter miles. Yes. The lanes of Paul Revere and Variety. Um, and how did you come up with that? You were like, I love Paul Revere. I'd like no, to pay homage well, to him in some way. Okay, I'll tell you how I came up with that. It was an interesting story because um, I had just broke, uh, invented a sport called aquapolo. Whoops. 
It's okay. Uh, you have insurance. Is, um, which, is, which, is, which is underwater pogo stick jumping. And that was apropos. Yeah, you do a lot of things underwater. I, I do a lot of things underwater. I do a lot of things on a pogo stick. I actually went up Mount Fuji on this pogo stick. Yes. Um, but up, up and down. Up to the snow line and back As down. one does. Yeah. Everyone else here has yeah. done it too. So, but anyway, I was, on, I was on Good Morning America on April Fool's. Demonstrating aquapogo, the next craze to sweep, you know, the country of un- underwater pogo stick jumping, uh, and, um, and and Joan London asked me, okay, what are you doing next? And I said, and I had been thinking about it, but I had never actually planned it. I wasn't trained. I said, okay, I'm going to somersault Paul Revere's ride, and and that, and that was it. I said it on national television. People magazine called me and said, okay, we want to follow you. And it's like, uh oh. <laughs> now you have to do it. <laughs> so anyway, no, I had I had trained around a track for about four miles, but it's twelve and a quarter miles, and I just I went out there, and it was one of the toughest experiences I've ever had. But you know, for me, as I said, I do these things for the challenge of them, and um, I really I had to go deep within myself. I mean, I had to use the meditation. At one point. I was, I just felt like I just can't go on anymore. I, I stopped. They, oh, by the way, it has to be continuous forward rolls, but they allow you to stop to throw up. So, so, um, and That's I, and very the, good of them. Because I had four, I had four slices of pizza the night before. Oh. And, you know, I didn't realize, I was carbo-loading, and I didn't realize that it wasn't going to get digested. So anyway, um, um, it was very messy. The cops were... The, the, the well, this, this is, oh yeah, it's finished, what you were no, going to say. The cops were not that nice to me. Oh. But they, they said, no, you can't roll in the street, you have to roll on the sidewalk. So I had to roll over the curbs, and it, it was horrible. And, um... You know, at one point, I was, I just felt like I, I have to give up, and then I just, you know, I, I, on one of my throw-up breaks, I just, you know, meditated, and, um, and, then, and, and, and uh, sorry, and then, and so, and, and I got the, it's the next time I started rolling, this is after about 10 miles, um, I started repeating these words, and the words were, I am not the body, I am the soul, and it's something I'd never said before, but I really felt like it was a blessing for my teacher, I am, I'm not the body and the soul, and, and, I, and it, it was great. I, fin- I finished up. I mean, and, and that was like almost like sort of kind of the epitome of, of what it's all about for me. I mean, it kind of sums it all up is I'm doing these things to transcend the limits of my body, of my mind, of my capacity to go deeper within and, and really push the limits. So let's show everyone. Uh, we have a, a, a hula hoop here oh, okay, and a, okay, yeah, a so, milk so, bottle. Cause... Right. Okay, yeah, the milk bottle. The milk bottle is one of my favorite We're... things. We're going to have to have you back because we don't have too much time, but I'd love right. to show you something. Try to stay oh, wow. stable okay. while you're doing this. Okay, well, no, this, I love this because this is for me... Really it's rice cool. milk, you should tell people. Yeah, I don't use real milk. I use soy milk or rice milk, whatever. And um, I, I've done this, this. This record was invented by a clown. It's, it's the longest distance that you could walk balancing a bottle of milk on your head. And it, 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 so it looks really stupid, but on the other hand, you know, the record, I, the last time I did it, which I still have the record, is 80 miles. Which um, it took me 23 hours of walking. Can never fall off your head, and um, you're allowed to reposition it, you know, twice an hour. And, and, and I get the greatest, the greatest things happening. People come up behind me, like like when I'm training, they'll come up behind me and bark in my ear, trying to make me drop the milk bottle. He, I, one kid was while I was training around the track. He, he came up. I, these rocks were whizzing by me. He, he had a slingshot. He was he actually was that resourceful. You know, he was shooting rocks. At me. <laughs> and now, okay, in, in Queens, I do this in Queens. Then, like you know, you turn bike. People come up to you. I'm not kidding. They say. Like they pretend like there's nothing on my head. They said, "Oh, by the way, can you tell me which way is that?" 
So, so uh, we, we have less than a minute. Can you okay. run 80 miles with that on your head? No. Okay. But, uh, you know, that's one record you I haven't broken. That's open to the audience. I'm going to use the, the Hulu because uh, I love doing this. this uh, I did this at, 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 the, at the Kremlin. Now, I, I went to, to Russia. <laughs> it's, it's the fastest mile Hulu hooping. I was, I was in Russia, and I had a great idea of doing a record at the Kremlin. Yes. My friend said, don't worry, it's fine. And so I got there. We're all ready to go. The media's there. Secret police come up. The KGB. They're, they're, they're going to arrest me. They, and so, you know, it just demonstrates that they thought it was so funny. They actually, they didn't let me do it at the Kremlin, but they showed me, that, that they put me in front of St. Basil's Church, that the famous church, and I did the record there. Fabulous. You guys, okay. thank you so much to Ashrita Furman. I, yeah, so, uh, I just I just wanted to show you one thing. Our, our yeah, band yeah. tried I, to um, do Ar some records Arthur too. and I actually were setting a couple of records a couple of years yeah. ago, and I, we brought a couple of slides here. Uh, this is when we first got you. into it here. Wait, hold on. This is what actually gave us the idea here. This was the the most Smurfs in one setting. You can see us there in front there. We got a, we got a little. Can, can everyone see? Because this is a serious record that they yeah. brought. You know, so we move on to the next one. It, it inspired us to grow our fingernails longer. So it was really hard, but because we both play musical instruments, we had to cut it, and then we moved on to the next one, and we just um, we uh, found a child, and we grew a pumpkin together. So there, there, people are on to you, Ashrita, but you yeah, do trying to catch up. So our band is also very athletic, and what Ashrita does very nicely on your website, you show that people can how to do what you do. They can go to your website to do that. On your guys' websites, you show them how to do what you guys do too, right? Keep it a secret, actually. Thank you so so much, Ashrita. It's fabulous. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to nominate someone for a dream job or get involved, subscribe to the podcast and find out about upcoming live shows at UCB, please check out our website, employeeofthemonthshow.com. Again, that's employeeofthemonthshow.com. Special thanks to you all, to UCB, Sirius XM, our audio engineers, Ian Mazoff and Damian Strange. And to the wonderful musicians, our house band, the new guys, Arthur Lewis and Shockwave, who composed the beautiful theme music you're listening to. Again, thanks to all of you, and don't forget to get your parking ticket validated. Now I gotta figure out where I locked up my bike. <laughs>